Chronicles of the Awakened is an ongoing story-based podcast and is a work of fiction. It is created and narrated by J.A. Larocque. You can find this podcast on Himalaya, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are found. Chapter 43 The Energy Siphon Chase enters the elevator and stares blankly ahead as the doors close. Her meditation session did not last very long. Every time she meditates on her own, her thoughts turn to the event that led to her death. The more Chase focuses on her death, the more she feels the red life energy building up within her. While it is something Mia has worked hard to cleanse from Chase, she feels the power it gives her and wonders if turning away from it is misguided. Take me to Naveen, Chase says. The elevator moves to Chase's command as her thoughts turn away from herself into the demonic shell. As Chase looked upon the face of the woman, she felt something, something she has never felt before while fighting any other demonic shells. Curiosity. The elevator comes to a stop and the doors open into a long hallway. Unlike the other floors, which were bright and shining with metal and glass-like materials, this floor appeared like something out of old earth. The dark, cherry wood-like floor and rows of bookshelves reminded Chase of the historical library from her hometown. Chase slowly makes her way down the dim hallway, only lit by a series of old metal torches. However, the fire was not yellow or red in color, but a light blue. As Chase passes each bookshelf, she glances at some of the titles of the books. Most were in a language Chase could not understand, some with only symbols on them. Naveen? Chase calls out. Are you? Chase stops as she comes to the end of the hallway. She looks around realizing she is in the center of a massive library that stretches out into three other long hallways filled with the same bookshelves. The center circle of the room has several desks and chairs made of the same wood-like material, and in the center, a wooden glass case surrounded by a blue life energy field. Chase slowly approaches the case and looks inside. Chase gasps as she looks upon six books, different than all the others. Yes, Chase, they're real. Chase spins around to see Naveen standing before her. Chase smiles, thinking back to when she first met Naveen and how she was surprised Naveen chose to create a shell body that was older and mature. Naveen's long brown hair and almond skin shined in the glow created by the energy field. Naveen's beauty was as apparent as her wisdom. She was the first angelic recruited by Gabriel, specializing in blue, non-sentient life energy. Naveen was the person all angelics came to for advice and she was happy to give it. How? Chase asks. How did you get real books? I, I thought our dimension... Can you keep a secret? Naveen asks. Chase nods. Naveen approaches the shielded bookcase and brushes her hand against the energy field. Ever since the barrier appeared around the library, Gabriel tasked me with not only trying to disable it, but if that was not possible, to at least scan the inside. As you know, 
the energy field is unlike anything we have ever seen. While it contains various types of life energy we are aware of, there are several types we have not been able to identify. It. I tried various types of energy manipulation techniques to open the smallest hole in the barrier, and though all my attempts have failed thus far, we did discover a way to open the tiniest hole from the negative mirror into the living realm. Chase gasps and takes a step back in shock by Naveen's words. After her retrieval process, Chase had come to accept that she would never be able to return to the living world and understood that many of the questions surrounding her death would never be answered. We, we can return to Earth? Chase says. No, Naveen answers directly. These openings I have been able to make are smaller than the head of a pin and can only be made in specific areas within the negative mirror. Also, the energy only flows one way, from the other side of the mirror into the mirror. I've been working on this for over a year and have only been able to pull these six books through. The process is painstakingly slow, and the only reason I was able to pull anything through was the proximity of the hole to a library on the other side. I had to break down the book's matter into energy, then slowly pull it through the hole encasing it in an energy bubble. As you know, normal matter could not last either in the mirror or the campus, as the energy within would destroy it. Then I had to reconstitute the book atom by atom, which again took an incredibly long time, but the results are astounding. I've been working with Lola and Jonathan about how this can be used to teleport angelics from the mirror to the campus, and maybe, in the future, find a way to send our energy to the world of the living. Chase looks over at the bookcase. I see. Chase says, trying to hide her disappointment. I also saw something else you worked on with Lola. A small coin-shaped device? Naveen smiles and turns away from Chase. She walks down one of the hallways, glancing at the many books on the bookshelves. When I arrived at the campus, I told Gabriel that I would search every floor of this tower as you know, from the outside, it may look no taller than the Liberty Tower, but there are over 500 floors. Obviously, I haven't properly searched them all. This floor? I wondered why, with all the technology the angels created, would they make such an old-looking library with books from throughout the world and throughout time? Did they know that their time was short? Did they always plan to leave this wealth of knowledge to us? Is this your way of not answering my question? Chase asks. Naveen turns back to Chase, still smiling. There were times Chase hated that smile. Often in the past, Chase would question the role of the angelics and if their focus should be more on taking the fight to the demonic dimension. Naveen would flash a smile and begin talking about something else which drove Chase crazy. No matter how angry Chase would become, Naveen always remained calm. It was several months before Chase realized that Naveen's off-topic replies 
had important meaning behind them. I helped create the device so we could learn more about not only the demonics, but how they use their life energy. I personally prefer working with non-sentient life energy, but as you have often said, we cannot allow this war to go on forever. If Lola, Beverly, and Mia can find answers to bring peace, then I am happy to help. Well, what exactly are they going to do with the demonic they brought in? Chase asks. Naveen pulls a small book from the shelf. She brushes her fingers across the several symbols on its cover. This book, it is unlike any of the others. It is written or drawn with symbols. It does not match anything else I have found in the Angel's database. What do you think it is about, Chase? A tale of love? A story of sadness and death? Maybe a recipe for soup? A mystery is meant to be solved. Lola wants to reverse the demonic process, to free the soul. However, beyond that, I think she is hoping to find a way to allow any soul to pass through to the afterlife, even after the retrieval. That's impossible, Chase gasps. We had a choice, and we knew the risks. What does this mean? People can just give up? Decide to quit and pass on to their paradise while others left behind suffer? Chase begins pacing back and forth. Her thoughts return to the day Mia asked her if she wanted to become an angelic. Chase wanted to believe she did not hesitate in her answer. Becoming an angelic and fighting to punish those who prey on the weak would make her death mean something. But it is never that easy. Chase did consider passing on hoping to find meaning from the ones who harmed her the most. Naveen approaches Chase and touches her shoulder. Chase winces as she is pulled from her thoughts. Not everyone has a choice, Naveen begins. The demonics have captured thousands of human souls, twisting them to serve their will. Depending on their stability, it can be an easy process. The pain of death and what we leave behind can weaken our soul to where it could be corrupted and controlled. War isn't just about defeating the enemy. There are many casualties, most of whom are just innocent bystanders. They deserve a chance to have peace, or perhaps they will join our cause. Chase looks up at Naveen. She had not considered that free demonic shells would want to join the angelics to fight back against the ones that had harmed them. Then we need to make sure that it works, Chase says. Chase turns and walks towards the elevator. I need to see, Chase says. Naveen, thank you. And I will be back to talk about those books. Naveen smiles as Chase enters the elevator. As the elevator doors close, Naveen looks down at the energy field. Her smile fades. Mia screams as she arches her back, lifting it from the table. Lola dashes between equipment making adjustments while monitoring Mia's vitals. Destabilization's at 22%, Lola exclaims. We need to stop. Mia's body glows a bright white as she struggles to stabilize the life energy within her body. No, 
Mia yells. I, I, I just need time to adjust. Increase the energy flow. Chase crouches and slips into the room, hiding behind some equipment across from Mia. Upon exiting the elevator, Chase could feel the buildup of energy within Mia's body. Having worked closely with Mia, she has learned to detect Mia's distinct life energy signature and could easily tell something had changed. All right, Lola says hesitantly. 0.2% stream, but only for a few moments, Mia. Lola makes the adjustments on the machines. Mia fights to hold back a scream. Chase watches as Mia's eyes cycle through various colors. It won't break, Mia yells. I, I need more. Mia screams as small cracks begin to form throughout her body. Chase begins to stand wanting to help her mentor when Lola shuts down the machine. Mia's body goes limp. Lola rushes over to her. Mia, Lola calls out. Are you okay? Mia slowly opens her eyes and stares angrily at Lola. Why? Mia yells. I almost know, Lola retorts. I could not let this continue. Your body was beginning to fracture under the strain of the energy infusion. I should have never tried feeding your life energy from the battery directly into you. Beverly was right. We cannot do this. Mia slowly sits up and looks at Lola. She lowers her head, ashamed that she snapped at her. I'm sorry, Mia begins. I lost control of myself. I could feel her pain coursing through me. Lola, I've never felt such anger, such agony. I wanted to save her and allowed the demonic barrier's energy to corrupt me. You did the right thing. You saved me. Thank you. Lola helps Mia stand. The two slowly make their way towards the door as Chase watches on. I'm sorry too, Lola says. I wanted this to work so bad, but the risks are just too great. We'll find another way, I promise. But let's get you to Beverly. She's gonna kill me. Don't worry. Mia says. I'll protect. Mia and Lola stop at the door's entrance. Mia glances over at the equipment Chase is hiding behind. Chase gambled that with all the energy being used in such a small space, that Chase, using the technique Mia taught her, would be able to hide her energy and presence from them both. Are you okay? Lola asks. Yes, Mia says looking back towards the hallway. I'm, I'm just a little off. Lola and Mia exit the room. Chase watches as the two enter the elevator. As the doors close, Chase steps from behind the equipment and stares at Lisette. I could feel your power, Chase says as she walks closer to Lisette. Even in the elevator, I could feel... How are you so strong now? When you were so weak before. Chase examines the various cables and wires connected to the set and follows them to each piece of equipment they are connected to. Chase thinks back on her training with Lola, Jonathan, and Beverly as they explained how the angels created technology based on what they witnessed on Earth using life energy. 
As Chase studies each piece of equipment, she remembers watching Lola conduct experiments with life energy, drawing it directly from the power battery. A barrier, Chase whispers as she turns to Lisette. So that's what's trapped your soul. But your new strength, does that mean? Chase looks at the main viewer containing both Mia's and Lisette's life energy levels and stability. Fusion. Chase thinks back to Mia's lectures about absorbing life energy. Mia explained that a trained angelic can siphon life energy from any source, but there are great risks to doing so. She explained that each shell can only hold a specific amount of life energy based on the original life energy limit of the soul. Attempting to add additional life energy to a soul at full power can cause rapid destabilization, resulting in collapse of the shell. However, if the soul is at less than full power, using energy siphon, an angelic can replenish their energy levels. This process can be continuous as long as the angelic is constantly using their life energy so that they never reach full levels. Mia knew Chase was fascinated at the thought of becoming more powerful and warned her that attempting to fuse life energy different than your base type is extremely dangerous. Doing so can corrupt the base life energy and lead to rapid destabilization. Chase realizes that Lola was attempting to destroy the demonic barrier by increasing Mia's life energy levels using the energy from the power battery, something Chase did not believe was possible as she was told that much of the life energy within the power battery was unknown to them, is unstable, and could destroy them. So, Lola used Mia to focus the energy within the power battery in order to destroy the barrier, Chase says, turning her attention back to Lisette. Mia's body couldn't contain it. Even as she was expelling it from her body, in the form of an energy blast. Chase looks up at Mia's vitals, realizing the information is still active. Her total power is up 0.1%, Chase gasps. It made her stronger. Chase walks over to Lisette, then looks at the table Mia had laid on. I know I can't infuse the power battery's energy within my own. I know that. Chase says to herself, but maybe I can focus it. Chase thinks back to her training with Beverly and how she was able to pull blue non-sentient life energy and use it to heal angelics. Beverly never took the life energy into her own shell. Instead, she siphoned it off from the environment and then refocused it onto the angelic she was healing. I can do this. Chase says, looking at Lisette. I know there is power inside of you, and if we can free you from the demonics, I know you can join us and help us stop them. I can feel it. I know you want to. You want to help others. Make those who prey on the weak suffer. I know it. Chase starts up the machine, then connects herself to it, and lays down next to Lisette. I'm risking everything for you, Chase says to Lisette. I won't be able to stop the process once it starts. If I can't free you quickly, my body will explode and we'll both die. 
but that won't happen. I will free you, but I need your help. Chase closes her eyes as the machine begins to channel life energy from the power battery into her. It will work, Chase whispers. It will. Next time, Chapter 44.